Welcome to the Faith Broadcast. I'm so glad that you're watching today's message. I believe it'll be a blessing to you. I believe it'll encourage you, it'll strengthen you, and empower you to make Jesus famous in your everyday life. Enjoy today's message, and I'll see you at the end of the broadcast. Hi, my name is Richard Minister Reginald Hearns. I have the pleasure of being the campus director at Faith and Marietta, Faith Christian and Marietta campus. I would like to take a few moments to talk about the exchange, but from the sense of Jesus's context to us in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, 29, and 30. Let us go there. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, 29, and 30. We find these words out of NLT. Then Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. So once again, Jesus is talking, and he says, come unto me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens. Who was he talking about? Who was Jesus uniquely qualified in today's vernacular to assist? Let's see. In Luke chapter 4, we find this interesting passage where Jesus pretty much defines his purpose, for lack of a better term. This is on the backside of him being tempted of the devil. He just got baptized by his cousin John the Baptist. And then what happens is, immediately they said, when Jesus came up out the water, the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus like a dove. So it looked like a dove was coming down and it stayed and rested upon Jesus, which is interesting because we know doves are fidgety and flighty animals. So we knew Jesus lived his life in a way that honored the Holy Spirit so much that he made decisions that the Holy Spirit would be a place in which he can rest and be make a home upon Jesus like a dove. Because if the dove, which we know if I make any sudden moves on my shoulder, I'm going to operate in a way to where I make sure that the this dove on my shoulder is comfortable and able to relax. No stuff, no time. Let's keep moving. So he goes into the wilderness for 40 days and he defeats the enemy. So then he comes back comes back, he goes to the synagogue. That's the Jewish vernacular for church. And then he stands up to read and he goes to a familiar passage of scripture in Isaiah, Philippians 4, 17. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news or the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim to the captive that the captives will be released, that the blind will see, the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. This is just want to read context, Old Testament, foundation, Isaiah chapter 61. So Jesus is saying, I'm uniquely qualified to, to bring the gospel of the good news to the poor. I'm uniquely qualified to proclaim that the captives will be released. I'm uniquely qualified to help the blind see to set the oppressed free and at the time of the Lord's favor, the year of Jubilee, where debts would be counseled, has come. So he's like, these people here, these people here, people who are poor, that you don't have to stay in poverty your entire life. 
Yes, you may have been born in poverty, and there may be systems in certain countries that saying you got to stay with God. It's like no, 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 because I'm here. He's saying that the captives, those who are captive, we know literally in Isaiah, it talks about those who are literally in bars and bondage will be set free. We know that there is a, a physical, a spiritual, and a deeper level, an emotional level to the word of God at times. So he's talking about those who are mentally, emotionally captive as well. I love it reading Isaiah. It talks about those that are mourning that you that your time has come, that your mourning will be exchanged. He give you, to, oh my gosh, I got, let's read this really quick. Because I know a lot of us, like a lot of us are going through some stuff. This is COVID when we're still here, unfortunately. And so this is what he said in Isaiah 61, verse 3. To all who are mourning Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted in his own glory. What are he saying? To those that mourn, you will receive a crown of beauty for your ashes. Ashes, we know, was symbolic of people mourning during that particular time. If you were mourning, you wore ashes. You wore certain garments externally to let people know what was going on with you. As he said, instead of you wearing those ashes, you're going to wear a crown of beauty. You'll get joyous blessings instead of mourning and festive praise instead of your despair. So God, Jesus is saying, come unto me, all of those who are mourning, all of those who are poor, all of those who are broken hearted, all of those who are captive, all of those who are wrongly imprisoned, all of those who mourn, come unto me and receive rest. What does that mean? Come unto me, bring me what you got. And receive what I have for you, which is healing, deliverance, and freedom. So we take it a step further. A lot of times what happens is, if we look at people, what happens is that people begin to take on or identify more with their struggles than they do with the solution to their problems. More people like the stability of their mess than they more so than they want to be free. So it's interesting in Matthew chapter 11 where he keeps going. He says, his invitation, come unto me all who are weary and can have a burden, I will give you rest. He keeps going. Take my yoke upon you. That means there's an exchange. That you got what you got. You, you've been through what you've been through. You come to God exactly as you are. But Jesus is like, there has to be an exchange. There has to be. Why? Because in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, we find these about the work of the Holy Spirit, which we know is the anointing that was upon Jesus. The anointing was the Holy Spirit was upon Jesus. It says, for God is working within you to give you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. The desire and the ability. So first, you got to desire this. That's why I got making an exchange because God is a gentleman. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He will only allow what he's where he's welcome. He only sit where he's honored. And so Jesus is like, okay, come unto me. Take my yoke, burden. Take this that I give you, but I'm in this thing with you. 
yoke is an agricultural tool to where you take two oxen, they would tie yoke bound together to fulfill a specific task. A lot of times it was a more senior or a more experienced oxen with a younger one. The Holy Spirit is like, hey, I'm been there, done it. Let me help you. But there has to be an exchange where you give me your mourning. You give me your poverty. You give me your outlook. You give me your broken heart. You give it to me and receive my rest. Then he continues. Let me teach you. Uh-oh, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Be no longer conformed to this world. Let's take a step further. Be no longer conformed to the world in which God is wanting to release you from. Be no longer conformed to the identity that is bound by you being the victim. Be no longer conformed by that poverty. Be no longer conformed, bound by your life of mourning to where you expect nothing good to happen. Be no longer conformed to that but be transformed. How be transformed? Education. Teaching. Teaching. Let me teach you. The Holy Spirit. One day the paracletos. The teacher. Because I am gentle and hum humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest. Why? Because he's giving you the ability. For my yoke is easy. And the burden I give you is light. So I ask you, please, no longer come to God with clenched fists. Clenched fists, what does that mean? That means we want God to do a lot for us, but we don't want to release some things that God's asked us to get rid of. God, bless me. God, do this for me. God, 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 God. It's like I'm trying to give you a gift, but you're coming to me with clenched fists. So what happens is even if I gave you everything you ask for, the only thing that you're going to do, if you don't renew your mind, let me teach you a different way to look at this situation. So instead of looking at it and expecting bad, which is fear, you look at it through the lens of faith. But you got to release that. You cannot no longer come to God with clenched fists. You cannot receive a gift unless your hands are open. God is like, come unto me, all who are weary and heavy burdens. I will give you, you will find rest. The only way we can receive rest is if you release it. Release it now. God loves you. I love you. Marietta, we love you as well. Enjoy the rest of this message. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I would like to share with you guys about another exchange that God would like to make with you. And he is eager to make that exchange with you. And that exchange is, he would like to give you peace and take your anxiety away. And we can find that in the Bible. Where is that in the Bible? It's in uh, Philippians chapter 4, uh, verse 6. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but... In every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Wow. I don't know how much clearer this can be as far as God giving you peace, 
but there's something that you have to do. Again, he would like to exchange something with you. He would like to give you peace and take your anxiety away from you. Now, for me, I know uh, last year, 2020, when COVID hit, uh, I remember that clearly, something that happened. I realized quickly <laughs> I was anxious. And the way it started with, you know, how everything started, we started hearing the rumors and how everything started um, unravel here in the States and in China and all around the world. And then people start getting really anxious. And then we don't know what's happening. Uh, we start hearing different news here and there. But by 2020, when, when 2020 hit, and February and March, we start realizing, wow, this is a deadly virus. And for me, I needed to figure out, okay, how can I make sure that I stay healthy? Because from what I realized at the time, we did not have any vaccine. We didn't have any anything. And uh, we so we needed to, I needed to find out what can I get? What can I do to make sure that me and my family stay safe? So I start looking into um, our immune system. I start researching that, and I find out, okay, there are different vitamins you can take. There are different things you can do. Uh, stay low on sugar, this, this, and that. So I find a lot of stuff that will help my immune system. And to some, to some, to some extent, that's a good thing because, you know, it is a natural thing to do. It's the same way it's good to wash your hands before COVID. <laughs> we need to wash our hands anyway. So it's, it's a good principle, good things to do. And uh, but also it goes even more deeper. It goes into I remember when the mail will come. I remember I had to take the before I even get the take the mail inside. I have to bring my spray, spray the papers, all the paper mail, spray them all up, leave them outside. And when I go to the grocery store, I'll do the same thing: spray everything, wipe them, and leave them in the garage before I bring them inside our kitchen. And when the mail will be dry. The paper will be dry because it will get wet when I spray it <laughs> and I have to bring it inside the house and I will leave it there so it can be dry before I can open it up. Same thing with our groceries. So our groceries, I will bring them in after we wipe them and wash them and we put them in dedicated space in our kitchen, clean space, um, before it goes into the fridge or we put it away. So I find out that my next thinking was, okay, how about my feet? How about my clothes? Um, did I wear the right shoes coming in the house or did I left the shoes that I went to the store and the garage? Uh, let me check. Oh no, I got the wrong one. So where did I step in the house with those shoes? Do I need to go back and vacuum it, wipe it, mop it? Um, and then I started thinking about all these different steps that I need to do in order to make sure that I stay safe, in order to make sure that my family stays safe. <laughs> <laughs> and to find out real quick that I was so anxious that I didn't even realize it. Like I was making sure that I guard my house. And then you can see how quickly this becoming a big issue, really quick, because I was trying to make sure we stay safe. Now, when I got to a point, I'm like, this is too much for me to remember to do. It's too much. It is too much. And then I remember um, God brought this to my remembrance, to my heart. It was a scripture in Psalms 127. And Psalms 127, go ahead and go there with me. In Psalms 127, this is what came to mind. And I thank God <laughs> that came to mind. And that is uh, Psalms uh, 127 verse 1. And it reads, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. 
unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch. The one that's standing watch, they are watching in vain. So the scripture doesn't tell you that you can't watch. Don't don't watch your house. That's not what the scripture is saying. The scripture doesn't say you can't build the house. No, 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 no. You can build your house. You can watch your house. You can stand guard over your, your, your house. But if you're doing it thinking, I'm the one doing it, I'm the one I'm going to make everything, making sure that everything is taken care of, all the I's dotted and then all the T's are crossed. So if we're the one thinking about doing this, that's when God remind me, if I don't watch it for you, whatever you're doing is in vain. So I quickly realized, okay, I need to start prayer because that's when I realized my heart truly doesn't believe what God is saying as far as peace yet. I realized I was anxious. I realized I did not have peace in my heart yet about this whole situation, how this whole system has changed, how this whole world has changed. I realized I did not have peace in my heart about this. So I want to bring you guys to another scripture in the, in, in, in the Bible. And that scripture is Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. And uh, let's read it. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. <laughs> now, I don't know about yourself, but do you or any of you ever find yourself thinking about something that keep always staying in your mind? Even though when you go to sleep, you're thinking about it. You probably be waking up thinking about it, worrying about it, being anxious about it. And if you don't watch it, it can get even worse. It can even affect your physical health very badly. But the Bible says here in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, don't be anxious about anything. But there's one thing that we, we can say really clear. Because you said don't do something doesn't mean it's going to automatically happen, right? <laughs> no. And that's what the Bible here explained to us to help us. But in every situation... That means in the situation that I was in, I didn't think about it until I realized I was doing too much because I think I can take care of it. It says, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. So as you can see, prayer and petition are two different things. And it's not just a one-time thing. It's continuous prayer. Continuous prayer about seeking God about your situation. Continuous prayer about seeking God on how to be able to get the word that you need for your time that you're living in. It's continuous prayer to be able to even break that tra train that is running to your, I say train, that is running to your mind 150 miles an hour and then you don't know how to stop that train, which is what? Your thoughts coming at you. Don't want to stop. And then when you continuously, like the Bible said, in prayer and petition with thanksgiving, because there's one thing that I used to do in the past was I would just start praying and I would pray again. But I found myself being frustrated about, about, about my prayer. Why? I'm waiting. I'm what I'm waiting. I haven't seen anything yet. Or I'm seeking God. I haven't heard anything yet. And I become frustrated. 
But that's because I did not include the Thanksgiving part into my prayer. So when I start including the Thanksgiving part into my prayer, <laughs> guess what? I can start seeing how my life starts changing, how my demeanor, how my expectation for the whole day and the week has changed altogether. Because now I'm be I become grateful. Okay? So when you become grateful, when you're thanking God, why are you praying? Of course, it's not one-time prayer. It's continuous prayer. You're going to start seeing that something that happened. And let me tell you what. God said it here. He said, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. Now, guess what? Even though at that time, I was still getting stuff in, the, in, in, my, in my house. Now, when God actually spoke to me through a man of God, and I, and I was able to see that in the scripture also. When God spoke to me at that time, now I still wash my hands. I still wear my mask. But guess what? I wasn't overthinking it anymore. I wasn't thinking about, okay, now did I do this? Did I do that? Did I make sure my feet is clean? Did I make sure my clothes is clean? Did I make sure I wash my hand uh, 200 times? Not 200 times. You know what I mean. Maybe 10 times, three, four times, back to back. Although these were a good thing to do, but I wasn't overthinking because I know God got my back. Huh. Now, let me tell you something. I know in the scripture, um, uh, Matthew chapter 6, um, God is a loving God. God is a loving God, and I'm not sure how much, more, how much he loves us. Matthew chapter 6, verse 26, it says, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. How Are you not much more valuable than they? So what he's saying is this. this those air, uh, uh, um, birds in the air, they're flying everywhere. They don't be thinking about where they're going to find food. But God, we are more valuable than those birds. Because we have God's spirit inside of us. We're more valuable than they are. So do you think God would don't want to make sure that he takes away your anxiety to give you peace? One more, one more. 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. Let's read this one. This one says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So now, God wants, the Bible says clearly, God wants your health. To, you want to be 100% prospering, to be healthy. God wants you to be healthy. The same time he wants your mind to prosper. So what does that mean when your mind prospers? Your mind is not bugged down by every single thing that the world is throwing at you. Now, there's an exchange that needs to take place in the word. And that exchange, has to you have to give that to God. God will not come in and give it to you without you asking for it, without you doing your part to ask. And then you will receive. And you ask by faith and you will receive. And we'll go back again to Philippians chapter 4. Verse 6. Don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, to prayer and petition with thanksgiving. That's how we get it. Now, you can expect the peace of God to will come. The peace of God will come. And I'll tell you what. When it comes, you will know. When it comes, you will know. Because it bring the, when the peace comes in your heart, it's like now things that that will matter doesn't matter anymore because you know God really got your back now. Amen? Amen. Let's read another verse. 
from Philippians chapter 4. Um, let's read verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Now, sometimes we may not know what to think about. Sometimes we may not know even what scriptures to look up. Of course, thank God for Google. We can type whatever we're thinking about as far as what does the scripture say about such and such. You can type it, and then most likely you're going to find many scriptures that comes up. But if you would not know what to look for, or if you don't know what to search, the Bible said it clearly. Think about what is true. So in my situation, what was the truth? The truth was God got my back. If I willingly give him my anxiety, he got me. What does that mean he got you? Well, that means he's going to protect me. Protect me from what? Because the Bible shows you, I just showed to you, that he cares about your health. He wants your health to prosper. He wants your soul to prosper. So that means he can guard you from sickness and disease and pestilence. Just like Psalms 91 says. And he said to think about things that are right. What is right? So some of you may be going into a situation where you have to change field. You have to change industries. And then because of that, you have to change fields and industry. You have to change your pay also may change. So God can make things right, not just financially, but also in your body if you are affected by that. But also you may be thinking, well, if God will make that right, what about next year? Will next year be okay also? But guess what? When God says something, he said that God word said his word would not come back void. That means when he said something to you, it is so. That's it. So all you have to do now is to settle on it, put your heart on it, so you can make sure that you stay on what he said, so the devil will not come and pluck that word from your heart. And then now for you to go back from the very beginning again. And I find out also when peace is not in your heart, it's hard for you to follow God's direction. It's so hard where you're going to start listening to everything around you because you don't have peace in your heart. When peace is in your heart, you are more open to hear from God in your heart, okay? And uh, if I would say, okay, now, what else can I be meditating on if I don't see it here in the Bible? Now, the last part of the scripture uh, uh, in verse 8 says, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Now, God was able to give us everything that we need by prayer and petition with thanksgiving so when you spend time doing that now the next thing that you do is to think about what you just pray think about the result of it what you would like to see happen what you're praying for expecting and when you put your mind on these things so it's almost like you're building different piece of a puzzle or you're building a house or you're building a structure that is strong when you do that what happens is you automatically become so strong in your spirit now you're ready to hear from God and you're ready to receive that exchange, which is what? Your anxiety for God's peace. Now you're ready to receive God's peace in your life. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. I know you're enjoying this faith experience so far. We are exchanging some things. We're leaving things in 2021 and going into 2022 with everything God has for us. 
I know you're being blessed so far. Go ahead, comment below. Share with others how you're being blessed with today's experience. Or if you just want to sum it up and say, I'm leaving in 2021, you can go ahead and put that in the chat below. Say, I'm leaving it in 2021. Once again, thank you for being part of our faith experience. As most of you know, we have our Faith Plus Conference coming up January 1st through the 5th. It celebrates the second year of our Faith Plus Network and all the things God's been doing wonderfully through our Faith Plus app and our network and all the people who have been blessed because of that outreach, that digital outreach that we use and stream to the world. But if you haven't already, I want to let you know about our upcoming Faith Plus Conference. If you haven't registered, I encourage you to register today and encourage someone else to register as well and watch as well. So here's our Faith Plus Conference commercial. It's time to launch into the next level. It's time for you to dream again, to believe again, to try what you stop again. It's time for you to do again and have fun. The miraculous awaits you in 2022. Ignite your faith with us at the Faith Plus Conference January 1st through 5th, 2022. It's time to get your faith game up. I'm excited because the Faith Plus Conference is right around the corner. January 1st through the 5th, I want you to tune in so you can build your faith. I'm going to be there. Other dynamic speakers are going to speak some words of life because we know there are no impossibilities with God. But to believe God for the impossible, you need to see it. So we want to impart some words into you so you can see it in here and you can manifest it out there. So make sure to tune in. I'll see you there. It's going to be a great time. I look forward to seeing you at our Faith Plus Conference for our online sessions as well as our in-person sessions as well. Well, let's get back into the word.
Amen. I believe today's message encourages you, it strengthens you, it's helping you to live the lifestyle of faith. If you're ever in the Metro Atlanta area, we'd love for you to worship with us in person. You can find information about our different locations at fccga.com. Also, we have so many different ways where you can get the word. You can download our Faith Plus app. You could also visit us on our social media pages on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook on YouTube. We'd love for you to connect with us. We also have a podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as on Spotify. We have two. One is called the Faith Podcast and then we have our daily devotional podcast which is called Faith in the Morning. I look forward to seeing you on many different social media platforms and in person at Faith Christian Center. Thank you so much for tuning in and remember something good is going to happen to you today so expect miracles. God bless.